because the rest could just be like. <laughs> is that, that is that what it looks like while you're editing? When you're editing, you're oh, yeah, just it's... making all those little moves. Yeah, it's all of that. Tillyura Forster. <laughs> oh, I could. I would love to put together a remix of just Age of Empires sounds and see if you could make a whole track because yeah. that is such like a rhythmic, like percussive sound. That one is. Oh yeah, yeah. I've, I, I bet it exists, and if it does, it's going at the end of the podcast as a treat oh. that we wouldn't have even heard. Oh, let's find it now. Episode four. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you locked? Are you loaded? Are you ready to podcast? I'm locked. I'm loaded. Episode four of Pushing Buttons commencing in three, two, one, go. Hello and welcome to episode four of Pushing Buttons, the video games podcast run by two fellas who like to chat. I'm Joe Bellum. I'm Mark. And we really know our stuff. And I think we've proved that by now. Yeah, we do know our stuff. There's still gaps in our knowledge, Mark, but we're ready to fill those gaps with cement. And by that, I mean more games chat. Cement it with our words to bring people together. And use commas and semicolons like tiny bits of grout in the gaps between your shower and bathtub. And it, it, it together will form a seal that will stop any uh, leaks getting through, apart from l- leaks uh, that pertain to some of the news we have today. Which is quite a lot, because good segue, Mark. We've got a lot of news today. <laughs> Our news is bursting at the banks like a flooded river. But we're going to start off with just a nice little intro here. Uh, thank you for all of your top tens that you've been sending in over the last few weeks. We've got we've got more top ten through today. We've loved looking at what your favourite games are. Um, and, you know, uh, w- when we set out to do this podcast, we knew that we would be dishing out some very salty opinions uh, so apologies if any of you have been offended by uh, those opinions that we've said but at the same time i'm not sorry at all because we know better than you i think that's fair to say actually i got told i've got told we were too tame really so, oh, okay yes oh well, let's put put on some more of that sodium um so thank you for those top tens <laughs> and boy oh boy are there a lot of them they also seem to take up quite a bit of time so we thought we'd kind of give episode four a bit of breathing room to get your top 10s out there. This might be the last yeah, week we do this. We've round. had so many top 10s and they, like you said, they take quite a long time to get through. But we love chatting about them and, I f- and and it's also, not only do we get to know the listeners, but you get to know us because you're hearing our feedback about games and such. Yeah, so if we do get any latecomers, we'll, maybe we'll fit in one a week uh, and kind of sprinkle yeah. them about. But we're kind of dedicating a lot of time this week to, you know, talk about them, get them in, squish them into an hour. I was going to say squeeze them in like a corset of games, an ample an ample overflowing bosom of top tens. Like you just said, um, we also do have a lot of news uh, to get through on this podcast. We have loads of hot news stories uh, to talk about and cover. So the combination of that and all the top tens, that's really what we're going to be focusing on this week. However, we do uh, want to just kind of raise that, 
in a future episode, we're going to be talking about uh, the sometimes shambolic treatment of video games being turned into films and television. That's that's fair to say, Mark. Mm-hmm. And there's also just been announced some new uh, TV endeavours in the video game world, such as The Last of Us. And just this week, they've announced they're going to do a Fallout TV show. So we'll talk about that when we get round to it a little bit more. But we'd love to know what you have thought about previous video games, TV and films. Second little piece of housekeeping. <laughs> we, are you blowing your nose while I'm talking, Mark? Yeah, sorry, mate. That's all right. It's good to know that you're keeping it clean. We have got some special guests lined up for future episodes, so keep an eye out for that. But I just thought I'd say we want to know uh, who you'd like to hear on the show. If you've got anyone in mind uh, from the entertainment world, specifically video games, within reason, because obviously we're just a couple of idiots that don't really know anyone important. But if you just give us a suggestion, because we'd love to reach out to people that also like to talk about games. Um, so, Mark, what have you been playing since we last talked? I've been playing Divinity 2 Original Sin Enhanced Edition. Ooh, that enhancedness. So I played the first one a while back and was like, what the heck is this? This is naff. I, it didn't seem to blend the story elements, uh, the the law, the world law, and humour very well. It was a mess, is right. what I'm saying. I did. I think the game was trying to be too much to too many people. Uh, well, you don't want to do that. Master, jack of all trades, master of none. Yeah. However, it took me a while to get into it, but I've been getting into Divinity Two, and the combat system's great. They've toned down the the humour side of it so that it actually feels like a game that cares about right. itself and not some joke. sort of drunken mess joke um no it's, it's it's pretty good yeah i've got a four player party on the go uh we're playing it like we would D and that's fun and i'm also playing a two-player uh campaign with a mate of mine oh, nice uh, and yeah so we're just enjoying enjoying that. everything is always more fun with friends absolutely that's fair to say mark um what about you i have i'm still going at uh, Ori and the Wheel of the Wisps on Xbox One mm-hmm. via Game Pass and thoroughly enjoying it. The gameplay in that game is absolutely superb. It's emotional. Some sad things have happened. The only thing I would say is it's driving me a little bit mad because with these kind of games, the kind of, I, I suppose you'd call it a Metroidvania thing, um, I have to 100% it. I need to find every single item and every single unlockable thing right. and there is one one uh, little like energy cell that i just have no clue how to get to um so i won't stop playing the game until i get it but i'm absolutely loving it and i would hugely suggest anybody that has access to games pass i think you can get it on pc as well you you can with the games pass but it, yes it, but, but it is on steam i think yeah anyone who has access to that i would hugely recommend playing it because it's absolutely brilliant i also picked up my nintendo switch for the first time in about two months i know yeah which i felt really bad about because i do love that console but because i've been house ridden i normally only play my switch on the move so i've been mainly playing on my xbox but i picked it up and i looked on the game store and couldn't think of anything to download so i got the demo for picross which is a puzzle game and and i played that for 10 minutes and quite enjoyed it uh, but but I probably will never touch that again. So I need a new game for the Switch, is what I'm saying, Mark. Uh, what about 51 games for the Switch? 50, 51 worldwide, yes. Clubhouse Games, 51 worldwide classics. How many games are in it? 
I just, I mean, oh, I wanted to know what's different. Could you, could you check? I never knew you'd count this fast. Oh, it's 51, Joe. 51 games. That is quite a lot of games, isn't it? Yeah, that is I a feel, lot of games. I feel like they should have made more of a big deal about how many games there are in that within that collection of games because yeah. um, it's quite a large amount. It's, was it, it was 51, wasn't it? 51. 51. That's quite a lot of games. Yeah, maybe I should, I should think about getting that. Um, that's what I've been playing. That's what you've been playing. Um, we've had some, we've had some lovely, uh, listeners get in touch with us again, Mark, which is, Mm. which is a lovely warm feeling when you know that people are listening to what you're saying and doing and they respond to you. Uh, we've got loads of top tens, uh, that we'll, uh, get to in a minute. So if you weren't read last week, Hey, this could be a chance. If you're not read this week, we'll get to you. Whoa, whoa, back up behind the red line. Hey, social distance. Hey, cool your beans. Pop them all in right. the fridge because we, we'll get, we'll get to, to you. All right. <laughs> Flipping heck. Um, we've had an email from from our... Well, he's fast becoming our favourite listener. I'm talking personally uh, because he provides a level of insight that is truly top tier. And he's definitely the smartest guy that's been in touch with us so far uh, from what I can see. Because a lot of the other people that are getting in touch with us are just our thick friends. Um, but yeah. But I'm, I'm of course talking about Lawal Mohammed. Uh, he he's he's been a listener since day dot, Mark. Um, mm. And if you listened last week, you would have heard his personal top ten. And there are a couple on there that we didn't know. One of which was Guardian Heroes. Um, and he he sent in a lovely email with some footage from the original and also the remaster that came out on the Xbox 360. And it actually looked like a really fun game. It looked like it was kind of combining uh, like side-scrolling beat-em-up uh, ele- elements with RPG-style stuff going on. Hey, it looked like a fun game. And I reckon if I had been around when it came out originally on the Sega Saturn, uh, I probably would have played that. <laughs> he also uh, was kind enough to score episode three of the Pushing Buttons podcast, eight toasted waffles glazed with sugar and hot takes out of ten. He's he's just been nice about our our podcast, Mark, and which is really nice. So, so I appreciate that review. I just want to know yeah, how we how we get those extra two toasted glazed waffles with sugar and hot takes because we get we get us. Hey, I just want those extra two. I've got you know me. I've got a bit of a sweet tooth. I want those sweet treats. Mm. I need those extra two waffles, Lawal. Let me know what I can do to get them from you. I need to visit your bakery and buy the sweet goods. Next. So we're bribing him for the two points. Excellent. Exactly. And then Mark, uh, he he responded to our chat about the console war a little bit, didn't he? Which was nice of him. He did. He, he has written, if Microsoft bring the Project X cloud streaming out of beta for the next gen and they give me the flexibility of playing at home by streaming to my PC, then that plus my Nintendo Switch back catalogue will keep me a very happy gamer. I also prefer the variety and value of releases on Game Pass to the exclusives on PS5. Would re- uh, there's some there's a comma or something missing here, but yeah. would require time in front of the TV that in my household is hard to come by. In brackets, he's written four year old and twins, so he's got his hands full. Got some little babies. Uh, by contrast, the competition is much better at facilitating my needs. So he's very much planting himself firmly in the Nintendo and Microsoft camp. Similar to me, currently, I must add. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, I hugely agree with him about the value of of Game Pass versus what P- PS5 have to offer. Um, I think from what we talked about and I still stand true on is 
I will not make a decision until I see what Microsoft have to offer in terms of games because PS5, man, they have the games so far. You know what? Some people would call that sensible. Yeah, I think you I think I'd agree with that. It is a sensible place to be. I mean, why would you yeah. get why would you uh, having done it with the Xbox 1, I'm not going to get a console that has zero games to play on it. It's just fact. Yeah. You know, it's uh, I, I hear you. Just a quick one. My friend Matt Freeman got in touch uh, saying that he's never played Ocarina of Time before, but then said, I've played Wind Waker. That's basically the same, right? I mean, I've known Matt for a long time and he's said a lot of things, but that is the worst take I've ever heard. I think that's one way to get shot in the back before you get in a helicopter, I'd say. <laughs> You're flipping, right? Good callback, Mark. Someone's got Cheers, his man. head screwed on and his ears on, right? Um, exactly. It's, it's, a ter- it's a terrible... I mean, I love Wind Waker, brilliant game, but it is not the same as Ocarina of Time, the greatest game of all time, Matthew Freeman. <laughs> Should we get on some top tens? Oh no, you've got you've, something. You've... Oh yeah, um, we've yeah, and uh, one more little bit before the top tens. We have had some lovely reviews come in on uh, the Apple Podcast platform. Um, thank you so much to anyone who's taken the time to do that. Uh, I had a little read of them last night, and it's just very, very nice. Um, if you are listening now, if you have the time, please do hop on to Apple Podcast, uh, the platform, and give us a little review. All you have to do is click how many stars you'd like to give it. I, I'm, I'm sorry, Lawal, you have to use the star system as opposed to the the waffle-based system that you've talked about. Um, give us a little star review, and if you can, type a few words saying, yeah, I liked it, or meh, was okay, I suppose. But anything you can say would be lovely because it does just help uh, the podcast get shared a little bit more. So that would be nice. Yeah, we appreciate that a lot. Should we go into the news? Let's do it. Jingle time. It's the news. That was awful. Yeah, get rid of that. Crash 4 will have microtransactions. Wait, no, Crash 4 will not have microtransactions. So basically there was a huge outcry for, uh, from people saying, why Activision, why is Crash 4 going to have microtransactions? Jim Sterling put out a video uh, basically saying Blizzard and Activision are garbage and are the stink and the filth and the filch of the earth and he, be put down. He with, really went uh, in hard, didn't he? Oh, he went in so hard and did this whole video on it, and then and then the day after, <laughs> uh, I think it's Toys for Bob. Uh, yeah, it or, is. It or, is. The, or the crash, the main crash. Twitter came out and said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! What's going on? Where's the, where's all this come from?" Crash Four, we guarantee will not have microtransactions, and we're giving away the super tubular skins for free on every platform, just as a little hey, everyone's getting these skins. So, so that's a nice gesture. Yeah. I don't care about the skins, but it's a gesture. Yeah. I, and you wonder how much of that was a response to the to the to the absolute outcry that there could be microtransactions. Maybe they maybe they weren't originally planning on giving those skins away for free and they thought, hey, this will sweeten the deal and make us look really fly. I, I think those I think those skins were part of a different version or just on a certain platform. I'll oh, okay. check. They've won everyone back around by dispelling all those rumours, basically. Uh, next, uh, Xbox first-party game showcase announced for 23rd of July. So in about three weeks' time, two, three weeks' time. Halo confirmed. They put out a little teaser for Halo, and we know they're going to be doing a lot about that. 
Fable and Perfect. Shocker. Yeah, I know. Fable and Perfect Dark rumoured to appear. Um, Mark, it's a big one. We talked about that on the console war. We have a date for when the showcase is going to be. You looking forward to it? Oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I, I can sit all high and mighty on, on my golden throne that is the PC Master Race cloud. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Look look down below at the war that uh, the, 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 the peasants are fighting. <laughs> wow. And uh, I'm just playing up to the PC Master Race thing. Okay, so I don't think no, this no, at no, all. I'm fine. genuinely looking forward uh, to seeing uh, what uh, what was going to happen. PlayStation just completely obliterated the uh, this particular gen. Yeah. And Xbox have no games. Yeah, are they? I mean, it looks like those are three old franchises. Uh, Bungie, they don't have Bungie with them anymore. No, Fable died a horrible death. Two and three were awful. So, I mean, it still looks bleak, even with these rumors. It still looks bleak, but you never know. Yeah, I, th- I think Phil Spencer came out saying he's looking forward to it and that he's happy. Yes. So I'm waiting with bated breath. We will see what they do. I, of course, am very, very excited. I think the thing that I want more than anything is like just a new franchise, a new IP that is a surprise. That's what I think they need. Um, Obviously, they'll win a lot of fans by bringing back some some nostalgic things. And I think there would be a lot of love for a really fresh take on Fable that is really good. I think a lot of people would really go crazy for that. But I think, yeah, they just they just need to bring out some things that look really, really surprising and exciting um, to get to get people going. I think also it'd be nice I, I, because PlayStation do, didn't do this. They should uh, show the UI. Yeah, agree. That would be amazing if they did that. I mean, they they are very much saying they've called it Xbox One Series X Games Showcase. So I'll be very surprised if they show anything other than just all of these games. But that would be a really nice little spicy addition. What's this about the Summer Games Fest demo event? Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. Uh, that's a good, a good follow-on. So they've also announced um, for a similar period from the 21st to the 27th of July on Xbox One, and I assume for, for PC as well to some extent, they are showcasing 60 brand new game demos showing off upcoming games. It's going to be a lot of indie games, but there mm-hmm. is a chance that they might shock people and put out a demo for the new Halo game after it's announced. There's a chance they could do that, but from the looks of it, from what they've announced so far, it is mainly going to be indies. Um, and I think this is basically a way of them showcasing the game demos that they'd usually have available to play on the floor at E3, because obviously there's when you're at E3, there's loads of like setups of like, oh, you can so try this game out, but they're basically putting them on the Xbox for people to play. We're, so we're going to be playing next-gen games on current-gen consoles? Well... How's that work? I Well, so, I mean, part of that is that part of Xbox's philosophy has been that uh, all, all games will be... Bit, you'll be able to play all of these games across all of their, like, family, the Xbox family of consoles, which is something they always talk about. So I don't know if it will mean that, yes, they have, like, a lower spec version available for the xbox maybe these games are primarily for the current gen i don't really know about how that all that's going to work but we'll see i don't know yeah it is a bit of a weird one that really because you think at this point any new games that are uh they're showing off demos for you'd think would be for the next gen but there is always a crossover of like people still clinging on to you know the generation the previous generation so i'm sure they'll still be bringing games out for the xbox one for a little while yeah and as you say, if it's mainly indies, they'll probably be pretty cross-platform yeah, yeah. slash compatible anyway. You'd, so. you'd think so. Um, but I, I think it's a pretty cool idea because 
you know, g- game demos and the idea of demos is something that doesn't really exist that much anymore. You don't you remember, you know, the days of getting a demo disc and trying out various yeah. games and then going and buying the game. I think it's a really good idea. And also with with indie games, often it's difficult to be sold on the concept um, because there isn't as much out there in terms of like massive gameplay or trailers and all that kind of thing. So I think actually getting hands on time with the game can. That's what happened with me with um, Slay the Spire, the card based RPG game. Um, yeah. I played it a little bit on Xbox Game Pass and then thought this is going to be the perfect game for the Nintendo Switch. Bought it on my Switch instead. So I do think it Wicked. it could be a good idea. Uh, this ne- this yeah, next yeah. little one is is pretty cool for you. Uh, yeah, it's just a couple of release dates uh, just to let you know because we mentioned them in a previous episode. Rogue Legacy 2 has a release date of July 23rd. So that's pretty soon. Also, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn <laughs> Complete Edition uh, has a release date of 7th of August 2020 on the PC. That's exciting though because I want to play that game. I don't have a PC. You've got a PC. Maybe you could stream it and I could watch you play in it. Hey, I'll stream it and we'll... Uh, uh, get my live reactions of whether that the really is one of the best games ever created, uh, unquote, Marcus Dello. Okay. Yeah, well, that, that is exciting. So that, that'll be really good. I want, what Do you know what the complete edition means for Horizon Zero Dawn? Complete edition means, um, it, I think it just it's all the DLC and any extra content. It just, it's in, 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 in one, one edition. I, I, didn't, I wasn't expecting some Hugh Grant to try and sell me on Horizon Zero Dawn, the complete edition, as much as he just did. Um, it all sounds very yeah. exciting, though, and that's good. Um, this next one, Min Min from Arms, has been added to Smash Bros. The world celebrates the the inclusion of a character that nobody knows into the best fighting game of this generation. Min Min from Arms. Yeah, uh, PS Five has a price rumor. Mm. This is in euros, so you'll have to convert it yourself, or maybe Bellum can do that for me now. Uh, the digital edition. 399 euros the optical drive edition 499 euros which basically says if you buy the optical one you're stupid uh yeah so 399 euros is currently 359 pounds and 499 euros is currently uh 449 pounds so that's that's fairly uh, kind of what you expect i suppose maybe it's like cheaper kind of affordable yeah yeah, it's kind of like in an area where you'd want to potentially pay that yeah. amount. Um, so kind of makes sense, um, I think. If Xbox are the same price and they've got games, you know, if they're cheaper and they've got games. Yeah, well, this I I I mean, who knows? I think, we don't know. I think that Xbox are going to put out the Lockhart, which is their like digital console that's been rumored at three hundred. That's what my hot tip is. Um, Speaking of PlayStation, they've announced the Indies Initiative, which is where their their Shuhei Yoshida, who is the kind of head heading up their Indies Initiative, has announced nine new games for PS4 and PS5. Some of them look really, really nice. Um, so that's good that PS PlayStation are still blowing the horn for indie games. NBA. 2K21, the game we I mean we can't wait to. Uh, 
uh, never play that. <laughs> it will have microtransactions, shocker, uh, and the next gen Mamba Forever version uh, will be 70 quid for some reason. Don't know why. I think the reason why they're charging more for it is because that it will be compatible with both the current gen and the next gen. And they're charging more for that. And it's weird because for, for the same the game. same game and Xbox and PC, you can buy both versions for some reason. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. The the whole pricing of that game is just incredibly blah, incredibly blah, but also bizarre. Um, but it does potentially peel back the curtain on prices for next generation games. Currently, looking like they're going to be about sixty five to seventy pounds, which is a lot of money. So dumb. They're too expensive now. 50 quid for Mario Paper. Well, well fresh Ridiculous. Switch games can often be up to like 59.99. I, I just think you've got to think about the consumer and like you're out pricing the everyday gamer by charging 70 pounds for a game. Next up, there's a new Ubisoft made or Ubisoft. I don't know what you want to say. Uh, I say Ubi. Ubi. Yeah, Ubi. Ubisoft Battle Royale game coming out called Hyperscape, Ooh. which so far they've only showed pc footage from but apparently it is coming to consoles too it's basically a battle royale with the focus on verticality it's got a lot of jump pads and jumping onto rooftops and all that kind of thing so therefore it's a kind of a a much smaller area it's set it's set in sort of a digital version of paris and it looks like it's kind of there's a lot it from what i've seen the gameplay looks like a bit of a hark back to the days of unreal tournament and quake with the kind of jump like huge but jumping boosting the weapons look a little bit unreal tournament quakey um but i'm not i i don't need another battle royale personally but if people who are looking for a fresh take on it might enjoy this i watched some gameplay of it and just thought it looked really dull i'd suggest if you want to get into battle royales just play apex legends or warfare Warzone. world war Warzone from Call Warlords. of Duty. Uh, but but the, the Warzone version is literally just Call of Duty on a bigger map. Yes. And it's fine. And Apex Legend is fast-paced, has loads of characters and stuff, and will probably scratch that itch for something different. This looks like another yeah, one. Yeah, I, th- I think... Uh, give, and watch it give, give it a little look. You, you might you might like what you see. Uh, and just to finish off the news, speaking of Ubisoft, they have their conference showing off new games. Is their conference... Um, sorry to cut so, yeah, in. Is their, is their conference... Is their conference, like... Um, is it going to be released, uh, like, incomplete and really buggy and just total trash? Halfway through the conference, they're going to upload a patch for it. Um, so you have to wait while uh, that downloads and then they'll show the rest of it. Uh, that's going to be sick. Um, so that's going to happen this weekend. I say this weekend, it might have already happened. No, it'll, when this podcast is released, it will be this weekend. Um, they'll be showing off the new Watch Dogs game, Watch Dogs Legion, which is set in London, which does actually have me quite excited for it. Yeah, it looks actually, it looks actually really good. Um, they'll... Well, well, do they, they Ubisoft? They do Assassin's Creed. Yeah, yeah. So they'll build, they'll be showing off Assassin's Creed Valhalla, the new game, among some other things. Only thing that I want from that showcase is another Rayman Origins Legends type game. That's I would absolutely yeah. love that because those two games were superb, and I know some of our friends that listen to this show would also be well up for that. And also just uh, maybe an updated version of Uno because I think they could manage that. <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to say that. Uh, I, I mean. Just- just to clarify, if you're listening to the podcast on the on the weekend that it's released, it's also the same weekend that the conference is happening. Does that help? That's what. No, no, no. That's that makes the most sense out of everything we've said. July the twelfth. Here you go. Tune into Ubi, Ubisoft. Ubisoft. Tune into Ubisoft Forward. July twelfth, twelve p.m. PDT. So 
That'll be later. It'll be in the evening of July the 12th. If you want to look at all the upcoming games by Ubisoft. Right. Top 10s. Should we do it? Yeah, I feel like we need to have a little jingle for this because the top 10 seems to be oh, a recurring yeah. segment, doesn't it? So should we yeah, should yeah. we just... Um, how about this? Um, okay. Do you like to play some games? I do like to play some games. What is your top 10? I'm really annoyed that I like that a lot. <laughs> I was expecting disdain, but you paused for long enough to make me realise that you kind of enjoyed it. Oh, I really like it's it. It's got a little bit of I a just, Calypso feel to it. Um, I just like the fact that it ends on no cadence and <laughs> no rhyme. Yeah, you've got to discard the rhyme. So who have we got first, Mark? We've got uh, Orion, or as we know him, Jiggy. Mm. Who is uh, a friend? A friend of ours. Yeah, he's a good friend, and uh, he's a good guy. I, the one thing I would say about is him is that for every like sensible and genuinely insightful thing he says about gaming, he says about f- five things that just that are just terrible, <laughs> like the worst takes ever. Listen, <laughs> he, listen, he's a good few years younger than us. He is, I would say, he's a bit of a Nintendo fanboy, so he he's into some of the Nintendo games that we just flat out aren't. I, well, it's a good, I mean, I, d- 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 no, some of these are shocking. Okay. All right. Well, what's his top 10, Mark? Here we go. <laughs> Hollow Knight tied for uh, for number one place with Pokemon Fire Red. Great. I absolutely love Hollow Knight. Sorry to interject. Uh, abs- one of my favourite games on Nintendo Switch. Hugely recommend. It's it's amazing. Yeah, so that's great. Pokemon Fire Red, it's fine. Take it or leave it. Uh, the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Great game. Great. We've waxed lyrical about that for a long time. We love it. Stardew Valley. I've not played it. I've played you it. You have. I've played it a lot. It's, um, do you know what? Uh, I actually think it's a better game than Animal Crossing. Just saying. Ooh, yeah, I can imagine that. There's just way made... more to do. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Sorry. Probably could be. Uh, Mass Effect 3. Oh, you were so close, Jiggy. Pit the wrong one. <laughs> uh, Rocket League, which um, is that, a great game. Yeah. It makes sense uh, for him because he is exceptional at it. Yeah. I mean, uh, just for context, he is like on the borderline of uh, pro. Yeah. He's like in the top. He's top. He's up there. Anyway, yeah. uh, Nintendo Land. I mean, this is just, <laughs> it's all gone to pot. What is that? I, I like, I really want to think he's joking, but I just know he isn't. Um, yeah. I can't make any comment on that. Well I, well, I haven't played it. That was a Nintendo Wii U thing, right? Nintendo Land. He was I one, so. I think he is the only person I know. Actually, no, him and an, another pal of mine called Ash both own an, uh, a, a Wii U. Yeah, can't can't comment on that other than just have a little chuckle. Sorry. <laughs> Journey? I've not played it again, so I can't really That's meant to be exceptional. That's a PS3 game, one game of the year on various outlets. Very kind of like um, sto- story, immersive kind of thing. So, yeah, kudos on that. Cool. Uh, Dragon Quest V. Again, not played it, but I'm sure it's good. Yeah, I don't know. Dragon Quest looks great. Looks a bit. It looks a bit silly for me. I'm afraid. Okay. Is I've that the one with the little? To... Is that one with the little blue goop boy? Yeah, it's the little blue goopers. Blue gooper. And finally, Mario Kart Eight. Uh, right. He hasn't said deluxe, which makes me think he's specifically talking about the Wii U version. The thing is, is that Mario Kart Seven and Mario Kart Eight were like super boring, bland Mario Karts. Yeah. I think Wii is better. The original DS one is better, and Deluxe is better. 
You're right. There is something bland about them. I think I think Mario Kart Eight Deluxe seven and is, eight were so bland. I think it is great. So that this is the one we've played a lot on the Switch. I do really really enjoy it, but it 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 is a little bit dead behind the eyes. Do you know what I mean? As in, it's doing it's doing yeah. it. It's there. It's appearing in front of us, and we're enjoying it, but it's got no heart. Well, Mario Kart Eight, the original version, is even worse for that. Well, okay, there you go. I think he p- would have played Eight before he played Deluxe, and therefore sees mm. Deluxe as a rehash, yeah. which I don't disagree with. Yeah. But I think the rehash is still better than the original. Yeah. Unless he does mean Deluxe, he, he might mean it. He just hasn't he might mean it. Deluxe, but I don't think he does. Okay. So you know, I, fair I, enough. I hear, I hear you there. Okay. We. I think next up, we've actually got a friend of Jiggy, a fellow named Taib, and we've got his top 10. And it's all written in caps lock, which is quite uh, quite stressful um, at this time in the morning. <laughs> um, first up, we got Hotline Miami. Now, this is a game I've heard loads about and never got around to playing, but I hear is absolutely brilliant. It's um, superb. Yeah. I've it, yeah. Yeah, I, I really need to give it a go. Apparently, the soundtrack is absolutely great on it as well. I've, I've, I've heard. I've, yes. Um, it's, it's, it's great. It's high-octane action. It's puzzly. It's got great music. It's got a good aesthetic. Yeah. I rate I rate this. Is that on Switch? Dunno. Don't think so. It should be. Uh it seems like the perfect Switch game. Um next up we've got Portal Portal 2. Portal 2. Portal 2. Um <laughs> 2. It's it is a I I really like Portal 2. I think it's a good debate between 2 and 1. Uh, I played one a little bit yeah. more, and but two is very funny. I, I like them both. Two's got Stephen Merchant doing the VO, I believe. It is, yeah. Playing Wheatley. Yes, indeed. Um, I think I like them both. Uh, I just have a very slight preference for one. Okay. Uh, but I, don't, I can't argue with people saying they like two, because no. they're both great. No. Need for Speed Underground 2. I never got into it. No, I never understood the PlayStation Two obsession with Need for Speed Underground. No, 2. I, I well, I never just I never bought into the Need for Speed franchise at all. I'm afraid I was always uh, like we've talked before a burnout guy over Need for Speed just because it was a bit more silly and less. Yeah. Um, but there are so many people that look back and go, "Oh, Need for Speed Underground was so good," and I'm like, "It wasn't. Why is what what's going yeah. on? Here? Why is everyone like this?" Just everyone loves hitting that button and getting some noz straight into their veins and Mate, you can do that on burnout, and it's way better. Yeah, I I agree. Next up, Flat Out Two, which he says is an iconic racing game. I've never heard of That's, it. What is it? I think Flat Out was essentially, "Hey, we're gonna make a we're, we're gonna we're gonna make Burnout, but worse." Yeah, it does look like Burnout. Everyone went okay. I'm going to play Burnout now or Need for Speed Underground. Yeah, it does look like so, Burnout. So I don't know what he's on about. Yeah, I, I can't really comment on that, to be honest. I've, uh, this is the first I've heard of it. But from looking at looking at screenshots now, I mean, yeah, it looks quite fun. A whole lot of like motion blur and bloom going on in the graphics by the looks of it. Next up, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Yeah. De- it was a big decent. game at the time. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've said before, I only played the first Modern Warfare and then stopped with Call of Duty after that. But I really enjoyed the first one. Okay, this one, next one I can really agree with, and I, I'm surprised hasn't been mentioned up until this moment. Time Splitters 2. Oh, what a game. Oh, it's just so fun. It's so, so fun. The multiplayer and, and the solo campaign on that, but mainly the multiplayer on that game was just horrendously fun. And also, the you could do sort of single player versus computer opponents, but basically it ran the same as, like, you know, pvp multiplayer uh but there was so much to unlock you could, there were so many challenges mm. and things to do oh it's so much fun 
And there were loads of weird, like, um, mutations of the normal game types. And, like, it was just so much to do. I loved it. Yeah. And the characters. I just remember the little monkey running around. Yeah, yeah. I lo- I actually have a real soft spot for um, Future Perfect, was it yes. called? Future... The, the third one. Yeah. Uh, time, I mean, Time Splitters 2 is, like, the iconic one. But yeah. um, I had so much fun on, on Future. Yeah. Like, well, they were both such a great. rip-off Chronicles of Riddick as well. It was really funny. Yeah, it was yeah, stupid yeah. Sense of humor. But yeah, I used to um, I used to play as the monkey because it was like playing as odd job because yeah, it was yeah. short. And then I'd use the flare guns because none of my friends could use flare guns because they did like a, a, a corkscrewing action through the air and no one knew how to aim them. But I just I just I nailed know. it. I don't remember the flare guns. So I uh, so I just like fire them across the entire map and they'd be like, "Who the hell are you hitting me? You cheating!" <laughs> God, you have some deep voiced friends, man. Uh, I yeah. also I also th- I have a feeling that some of the developers that worked on time the Time Splitter series were also uh, were from the original Rare Studios that did like GoldenEye and Perfect Dark because it had a very similar oh, right. first-person aesthetic. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just more reason why it was great. Gran Turismo 3 A-Spec. I had that on the PS2. It's a very good racing sim, but we've talked about racing sims before, how it's just not really my favourite cup of tea. But it was a very, very good racing sim. Yes, and we, we appreciate that people like it and that it's in your list. So one, good on you. One thing I will Felt say like is it. that on the soundtrack to that was a brilliant tra- track by Feeder, um, the one that goes all by myself. You bet you think I'm funny now, funny now. Yeah, my friend. Uh, we'll get copy- oh, right, you'll okay. get copyrighted if I sing more of that. But yeah, that was a huge track. I think it was on the soundtrack for that. Uh, Mirror's Edge next. That's a rogue shout. Yeah, a, a beloved game though. I don't think I ever played it, but I always thought it looked interesting, and that was about it. It was it was one of those similar to Skate, where people played Mirror's Edge and thought it was the best thing ever, and everyone was crying out for a sequel, and it didn't come for years, and then they were like, "It's happening! You asked for it!" <laughs> uh, and they announced they announced Mirror's Edge two. And it was a flop, so they should never have asked for the sequel. But the first Mirror's Edge was really fondly uh, eaten up and digested. Tekken Tag Tournament 2. He's wrong. Uh, Tekken 3 on the PlayStation 1 is the best Tekken. Oh, um, I completely agree with you. Yeah, so you're you're close, but you're wrong. Close, but nothing out. Metal Gear Solid 5. Big boy, fan of that. Love it. Mark, You love, don't you love the Metal Gear Solid franchise? (laughs) Do you know what? I, I, I don't like Metal Gear Solid. I don't like Hideo uh, K- K- uh, Kojima. Hideo Kojima. I was trying to do a pun, but I couldn't come up. Oh, with you're one. trying to do a pun? Sorry, yeah, I, I just corrected you. Yeah. Um, however, Metal Gear Solid Five definitely has an air of something else about it that that looks fun. I've enjoyed watching people play that one, uh, regardless of the of the fact you couldn't tie up any plot threads and there's there's me no story and the cutscenes are too long. Apart from all that. Apart from all that, actually, gameplay-wise and sort of sandboxy-wise, it does look like more fun than the franchise has ever offered. And, and I would say that's the game that that potentially got me closer to playing any Metal Gear Solid, even though I'd never play it. Yeah, I agree. I I, I played through pretty much all... I need to finish it, actually, but I played through pretty much all of Metal Gear Solid Five, and it is really fun, basically taking the, the concept of Metal Gear Solid and putting it into a much more open-world environment. Yeah, really, really fun. I enjoyed that game a lot. Uh, okay, we've got another. Is this another friend, Rylan? Yeah, that's an, that's J- another one of Jiggy's mates. Cool. Well, let's 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 get straight into his uh, top ten. Okay. Uh, this is this is just shout after shout after shout, really. Yeah. Apart from a couple that I don't really know what they are. Uh, Psychonauts. Great. Which I- is just an 
superb game and I completely forgot about it. But yeah, well, just great. I have never actually played it, but I've watched Joe Novelli play it quite a lot and it looks mad in the best way possible. So I really need to give mm. it a go. That looks great. Uh, Hollow Knight again, which is, again, Excellent. we love it. Uh, Dark Souls, hell yeah. Yeah, we love it. Love it. Talked about that enough. Cuphead. Ooh, I think it's fair to say we love that yeah, as well. Yeah, we love that. He's really love gone the for style. the like punishing games here and I really appreciate that. Mm. Uh, Undertale, which um, I have... Blade is good. So, so many, so many. Yeah, I could. There's some kind of gastric situation going on. Yeah, with you sorry. Um, so many people rate Undertale as like this. It's got a huge cult following, but so many people think it's like one of the best games ever made. I've never played it, but all of the clips or like gameplay I've seen from it looks boring as hell. In that the gameplay looks crap. Um, it's 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 an interesting game because in is many it just, is it just like really meta. It's super meta. It's one of those games where actually te- in many ways it's rubbish, but actually it's very it's very like sweet and clever and the music is superb um, and it just has a lot of character and a lot of charm. Yeah. But it's kind of rubbish, but equally because of all those reasons, it's not rubbish and it yeah. kind of deserves praise. It's, you know, it's it's decent and it's made it into Ryland's top 10. So he clearly, he, he, he rates it. Yeah, it seems to have a lot of charm and, and I'm sure one day I'll give it a go. Uh, next up, Sid Meier's Pirates. And then next he's got Time Splitters 2, which is a great <laughs> shout. Uh, and it's yeah. good to see that one back again. Yeah, we love Time Splitters 2. <laughs> uh, Next up is Dishonored. Uh, Dishonored, brilliant, brilliant game. Uh, I I really really like it. We 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 mentioned a few episodes back. Oh, it was when we were talking about Arcane Studios' new game, Deathloop. Yes, uh, I really like the vibe of Dishonored. Um, how yeah. do you feel? I I neither dislike it or or like it. I I I couldn't get into it. It doesn't mean it's bad. Yeah, it just uh, wasn't the time and place for me at the when it came out. Yeah, and I'm and I, I, it, it's like a lost love. It's too late. I hear you. I hear, I hear so you. So I can't, I can't really comment either way. Next up, it looks like he's made up a game here for the ninth one. Yeah, Champions of Norath, which is a going to Google that 2004 hack and slash that I'm looking up as we speak. Oh, I don't know it, that. It looks, that cover art it look, really hits some something within me that I feel like I might recognise it. It actually looks pretty Dark Soulsy, you know, in a, in a hack and slash kind of way. It's it looks pretty, like Diablo meets Dark Souls, isn't it? Like, so t- yeah, it's really... top down. Yeah, that, that I yeah we can't comment on that, but um, kudos, bro. Yeah, uh, and then Rocket League again. So he must be one of um, Jiggy's squad, Jiggy's regular uh, Rocket League buddies. It's a great game. It would never make it into a top ten because it's an arcade football card game. But apart from that, it's good. <laughs> uh, yeah, agree. Next up, we had another mutual friend of ours, Mide Nike, and uh, he is just—he just opted for two games. I know he's not a big gamer, and you know I had asked for top tens, but he's just—he's just given us two. Uh, he's gone specifically with Pez 08, Pro Evolution Soccer 8. Well, no, not Pro, Pro Evolution Soccer 8, Pro <laughs> 2008. 2008, 2008. Yeah. Uh, and Mario Kart DS. But he he actually only refers to the Mario Kart games very confusingly as Mario games. And <laughs> we often think he means, you know, the platformers, but no, he means Mario he, Kart he, by just saying Mario. Yeah, he he considers the Mario Kart games the only Mario games. Yeah. Which, which, is, which 
is a take. It's a take. It's a wrong take. Uh, is this another friend of yours, Bella? This is Alex Norbury, my good friend. So, Mark, do you want to take it away? Yeah, he has written Quake 3 Arena on the Dreamcast. Whoa, is that the first Dreamcast mention? I think it is, yeah. I, I've talked to an, a, a friend of mine recently that was reminiscing about the Dreamcast and was very sad about how that console sort of just faded into the mist. Well, it was way ahead of its time in a lot of ways. It, oh, yeah, definitely. It just came out at a really weird time, sort of in between generations. And yeah. uh, nobody really know, n- knew what it was. Uh, we've got James Bond 007 Nightfire, which actually oh. is a really, really good game. That is a, a hugely solid shout. Yeah, what a game. Team Fortress 2, PC slash Xbox. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, yeah, really good. Portal 2. Portal? Portal, portal 2. Portal on <laughs> Stop Xbox. it now. Stop it. Mass Effect 2. Yeah. Fight like a Kogan. Run like a leopard. But I'll never be better than Commander Shepard. Hey. Last of Us. On the PlayStation, Pokemon Diamond, Nintendo mm. DS, okay, uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, uh, whoa, Call of Duty Modern, Modern War- Warfare, <laughs> <laughs> Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two, <laughs> Xbox, nice, uh, Super Mario Galaxy on the Wii. Oh, what a game! I'm probably surprised my that- favorite. <laughs> yeah. yeah, how has that not been mentioned yet? I don't know. I. It's genuinely my favourite uh, Mario 3D vibe. It's excellent. I mean, I can't I really disagree with that. And then he's written uh, Overwatch on the PlayStation, which is interesting. Um, I've invested a good amount of time in Overwatch. I think it is excellent. I can't imagine playing it on a console because yeah. all all the major stuff happens on PC and also analog sticks and FPS. Me no like it. No, okay. So, but yeah. And then he's put uh, reserve or honourable mentions, Breath of the Wild Switch, but only because I haven't finished the main story yet. I've basically just run around saying, oh, cool, what's over there for 100 hours? That's Yeah, that's legit. He also mentions as a side note, uh, Overwatch wins for hours invested plus love, love to hate relationship, which I guess is a sign of true love. Yeah, fair dues. But it is, it is a good game. Like um, I can't really knock Overwatch. It's, yeah, it's I've, well, I've, well I've, crafted. I've never played it, um, but I've always wanted to. Okay, Next, uh, I've got a friend uh, called Tyler Harding, who I know is uh, big into games. He says he's always been a gigantic fan of anything narrative-driven, so my favourite games are The Last of Us 1 and 2. Would love to hear your take on 2. Well, I haven't played it. It has, it has just come out, and it's been polarising in terms of... I've seen a lot of fans being upset about it, but I think that's mainly just because of story choices. So, like, if you don't like it, tough luck. Um, but I've heard some very good things, and I have actually started watching a play, somebody play through it. I would recommend watching Donkey Video Game Donkey's uh, review on yeah. it, um, because he sort of slam dunks uh, a lot of these people that are complaining about story choices. Oh, does he? And, okay. And gives it a more well-rounded view and basically says what you want about get a grip well all right i'll have to check that out yeah i mean i I, as as i didn't have a ps3 or ps4 i missed playing the first last of us game and i'm very upset about that but i have watched playthroughs of it and like i said i'm watching a playthrough of two and just excellent games similarly he said then said uncharted two four three then one again i I agree with that order as well would you? Have you played yeah, all so. of the Uncharted games? I, I don't think I played four, but certainly two, three, one. I'd agree with. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're 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 really excellent. One one would look quite dated and clunky now. Um, yeah, but they're just they're really they just nail characters and stuff and character development really well. That's just um, Naughty Dog, man. Just, that's that's so great. good at it. Yeah, um, yeah, excellent. Next up, yeah, season one of Telltale's The Walking Dead. Again, hugely agree. That was an 
Oh, such a good game. I, I just wish they had nailed it as hard as they did in subsequent seasons of that game. Um, but season one was just just next level. And and also great that it had the two main leads were, were people of colour and it was a huge game changer in terms of like narrative storytelling and just a brilliant game. Really, really loved it. And zombies are great. I didn't play them, but I did play Wolf Among Us, which was excellent. Oh, Wolf Among Us is so good. I yeah, love that really game. Good. They've they've announced they're doing another series of that, which is exciting. Woo-hoo. Spider-Man PS4. So not Spider-Man 2, which is what you said in your top 10, but this is the mm-hmm. recent one, 2018 version. Yep, I've heard brilliant things about that. I would love to play it. Horizon Zero Dawn. We've we've mm-hmm. already covered that. Heard good things. Spec Ops The Line is a game that I haven't played, um, but is another one that I hear has brilliant story. Don't know that one myself. Sure, it's great. And then we've got God of War. PS4. So that'll and be old man Kratos and yes, it will. boy. Yeah. Oh, that was good. That was really good. I couldn't tell if it was a burp or you saying boy, but it, it was, was really good. a bit of both. I just had lunch. So. Okay. Yeah. I mean, another flipping game that I'm very sad to be missing out on is God of War not having a PS4. So, you know, all more reasons why I probably have to get a PS5 because I need to be able to play all these. And then he's got some special mentions I'll quickly go through. Crash Bandicoot, Star Wars Battlefront 2, both of them, Tony Hawk's, uh, Up to Underground 2, and the Max Payne trilogy. Excellent. Yeah, I like that list. Yeah. He has written mega special mentions. So they, oh, mega. Oh, sorry, I missed that word, They were obviously word, close, to it, close to his heart. Uh, and then we've got one more top 10 here, I believe. Yeah. Uh, do you want to read it out? This is actually from one of my mates. Yeah, I'll read it out. So this is from one of Mark's mates, Ryan Tomey. Um, am I, I'm, it's not Tomei. You pronounced it right, yeah. Oh, sweet. No, you got it. <laughs> I don't know why it would be Tomei. Uh, Ryan Tomei! Ryan Tomei! Tomei, to you. <laughs> Ryan Tomei, we have a top 10 here. Favourite games in no particular order. Dino Crisis 2 for PlayStation. Uh, I didn't play it. I missed out on that, but it's... Uh, it's it basically Resident Evil with dinosaurs, and it was great. Sick. So it's a shout. Good shout. Next up, Soul Calibur 2. Agree with that hugely. Love the Soul Calibur series. Was Soul Calibur 2 the one that had Hihachi in it? It had uh, Hihachi on play- PlayStation 2 Game- or, or Sport. Or Spawn, no, rather, on PlayStation Sp- 2. Spawn was on Xbox, Link was on GameCube. Oh, I've got it all, yeah, I've got it all the wrong, wrong way around. Yeah, right, yeah. GameCube, it was Link. Spawn was on Xbox. I actually on PlayStation. Yeah. There you go. And, I l- and he is correct. <laughs> yeah. It is the best fighting game ever. Soul Calibur 2. Can't remember if that's a good impression or not, don't but know. I'm sure it's scanned. We'll find out. Um, we will find out. I don't know. Metal Gear Solid next. Excellent choice. Brilliant game. Love it. Mark doesn't agree. Next up, is it the first one? Yeah, that's the, the first. first that's one? the f- first one. So the PS1 boy. So was, was that any good? Yeah, really, really good. That's the I one that, that there's loads of a, like memes that's off. Code. That's the one. I don't know if you remember the Ego Raptor. Um, yeah, Metal Gear well. Awesome. Yeah, that that was. A mick take of that game, basically. Yeah. Um, cool. Then The Last of Us, PlayStation 3, a game that I've always, always wanted to play, but never owned a PlayStation 3 or 4, so I haven't played it, but I just know that it it's is excellent. It is excellent. What a shout. Yeah, I, 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 we, there's not a lot to say about that game because it's we all know it's excellent. I just wish I could play it. So excellent choice, Ryan. Another great shout of Time Splitters 2. Why why hasn't it been mentioned yet? He he actually it's, says that. Can't believe you haven't mentioned this. And he's right. Well, it's just been mentioned three times in the in the same podcast. So it's we're weird. making up. It is we're weird up that, isn't it? it? I, I especially thought Joe Hines would have mentioned that because I know he loves that game a lot. No, he prefers Sims too. 
<laughs> Apparently so. Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare PlayStation Three mainly down due mainly down due to the shit main mainly due to the sheer amount of couch multiplayer played over the years. Screen watch screen 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 watching is a skill. Just saying. Um, I mean, it is. A, that, it, uh, that's been a source of uh, a lot of shouting and anger amongst uh, our friend group. Yeah. Because he basically just sits there. He doesn't play the game. He just looks at other people's screen. And there's a lot of people that are saying, well, he says that's a skill. Other people think it's cheating. Well, I mean, you, I think you, you can say it's both, can't you? As in, it's, it's a skill to watch someone else play the game while you play the game, but that doesn't stop it being cheating. Yeah, I don't know where I stand on that. Because on the one hand, it's sat there right next to you, you might as well. But equally, that's uh, dirty. And, uh, you well, yeah, you don't look at other people's cards when you're playing poker, do you? True. Uh, I, well, I agree with him though that is an excellent game like I said it's the only one I've played a lot of and I really enjoyed it uh, Zone of the Enders Second Runner also some people I think called it Zo- Zoe but yeah Zone of the Enders I think that was made by Hideo Kojima Kojima? Kojima I believe I've never played those games I believe it's sort of like mechs in space it's that sort of thing I might be wrong uh, yeah that's what it looks like Is it look? I don't know what it is I can't tell if it's a fighting game or or some sort of... I don't know what it is. But it's Hideo Kojima, so it'll be crap. Uh, what's the Whoa. next game? Um, Jurassic Park Operation Genesis. <laughs> can you, uh, can you uh, please defend your friend here? Uh, uh, I'm, uh, oh, it's, it's, it looks like park management kind of vibe. Yeah, it's park management, but you play as a dinosaur trying to escape, maybe. Yeah, I'm not so sure Maybe. about that one. Uh, Ryan, mate, can you... Oh, it's it's a construction and management simulation video game. He hasn't played the new one then called Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah, the new... new yeah. Uh, Ryan, could you please get in touch and let us know why you've included this uh, in your top 10? Because from all evidence I can see, it looks like poo-poo plops. Uh, next, and you can also talk about Zone of the Enders. Yeah, yeah. In fact, just just give write us an essay about your top ten in general. Next up, we've got SSX Tricky on PlayStation Two. What a shout! You ever play those games, Mark? I played Cool Borders back on the PlayStation One. Cool and, like, Borders. That, yeah, and it went Cool Borders, and then like, and it was great. Yeah, well, I'm not sold on that alone, I'm afraid. SSX Tricky had It's Tricky by Run DMC was the theme, and that was an absolute banger. Oh, right. Yeah, it's good. uh... ST to rock around, to rock around, it's right on time, it's tricky. Really good game, really, really fun. It it basically had all those, the elements of like the Tony Hawk's games and made it really silly and fun. Um, Mm. They were good. Like, I, I played them a couple of times. Like snowboarding games were one of those like guilty pleasures that like should have been rubbish but were kind of fun. Yeah, wouldn't make it in my top ten, but they're good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and finally, Crash Bandicoot PlayStation. Yeah, well, you smashed it there. I was thinking really, it's a great game. Although I'm surprised, but maybe maybe it's just uh, uh, he seems to be a PlayStation guy, so it must be one he that really he does quite early on. He really does. Yeah, I th- I, I, like I've said before, I wasn't an early PlayStation adopter and I was always more of a Nintendo guy. So when I ar- originally got, ar- eventually got around to playing Crash Bandicoot, I was like, ha, what is this? It's no Mario. But I do have the, is it the Insane Trilogy on the Switch? And I've played yeah. I've played the first game and completed it and, you know, enjoyed it, but I just didn't think, I just, I just don't get the hype or think the gameplay is very fun. So that's my, my take on that. Uh, but yeah, thanks. Thanks for the uh, the great email. I do like these top tens. They're fun, Mark. 
they are fun, and that's why we've dedicated episode four to them. So, I mean, that's pretty much everything yeah. covered this week. We 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 were going to talk about a, a different topic that I mentioned at the start of the show, but we've just had so much to get through, Mark, that we've we're going to leave it there this week. We're going to leave it there. We've got the uh, the film, TV, games thing. So, so you know, send your emails in about that. That email is pushingbuttonspod at gmail com send us some paragraphs and follow on uh, follow us on rather have you have you just lo- have you just lost all <laughs> energy all of a sudden i've i i've lost all um lower body uh, functions I'm, my arms why has that affected flapping. your speech follow us on the social media at twitter at pb podcast uk and instagram at pushy buttons Sadly, we aren't. We don't have a unified username across Twitter and Instagram because other people have stolen it already. So sorry that that's confusing. But please do follow us. Give us your likes. Give us your comments. Give us your respect. And remember that you can listen on Spotify, Apple Pod, and YouTube at Pushing Buttons. Yes, you can. Please do. Go listen to us there. Hope you have enjoyed this episode, listeners. Thank you so much for listening this week, guys. We've really enjoyed having a bit of fun with you. Tune in next week for more poddy gamey waffle. I've been Joe. Uh, And I've been Mark and that's been Joe. Brilliant. That's classic tag team, that is. It is, isn't it? That's... Now now play us out with some Age of Empires sounds, Mark. (laughs) Goodbye! Bye! This is awful. Yeah, I know. Which is why I, I definitely think you should include it. Hummus, 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 hummus,